Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, the post-game edition. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin, always glad to be with you. Brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, plumbing, and cooling. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. All right, Daryl, uh, the Browns blow another game. Uh, not good. Uh, you know, there was opportunity there to, to make some stuff happen in the fourth quarter. Again, they did not pull it off. In fact, this is the fifth straight game. They've had a drive in the fourth quarter that has come up empty. Uh, where it, it's been pivotal in the game, and it would have given them the opportunity to put things away. Now, they did win two of those games because they had enough points going into it, but again, fifth straight game in a row where they have had ineptitude on offense as far as getting things done in fourth quarter, and that I haven't even started talking about the defense that gave up exorbitant numbers against the team that could not rush the ball at all prior to this game. So, Daryl, let's uh, start with your first thoughts. Yeah, I mean, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, that's the story of this season to date. Um, they're not getting it done in crunch time. Um, I'm not in favor of firing Kevin Stefanski, but if this keeps up, he's going to get himself fired. Um, you just, this is not a, we don't have our franchise quarterback available to us problem. This is a coaching problem. This is an attention to detail problem. This is a composure problem. This is a, uh, getting your guys in the best uh, position to be successful problem. And Stefanski and his coaching staff, quite frankly, they're not doing it. The fact that they're two and three right now is absurd. They should be th- they should be five and zero, oh, four and one, or three and two, with better coaching. Um, and nobody has any answers when you go into the locker room either, the, other than like stating the blatant obvious, like, "Well, we got to tackle," or uh, "We got to make the plays when it matters the most," or "You can't point fingers and blame just one person." Um, I just, you knew, everyone knew that the Chargers were going to try and run the football today, right? 238 yep. yards total on the ground. Uh, Austin Eckler absolutely carved them uh, like a turkey. 173 yards on his own. Uh, Joshua nasty 71-yard run, too. Nasty. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Hustle, right, that saved four points. True. Um, you know, we'll give the defense credit. They did get off the field on a couple of occasions. They did stop some drives. Um, They gave the offense one last chance to win the game at the very end. Outstanding play, Martin Emerson Jr. to break up that pass to to Mike Williams, who also lit him up again, 134 yards on 10 catches. Um, Some way, somehow, though, they kept him out of the end zone, which was kind of surprising considering the afternoon he was having. But, like, they could have won that game. Like it's, 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 you know, it's a repeat. It's of what we have talked about for the first couple of weeks of the season, especially after these losses, Andy, it's another missed opportunity. And quite frankly, the Cleveland Browns are not good enough to just give games away the way they're giving games away. And like, my God, the chargers gave them a gift. 
they went for it. Fourth down, their own uh, their own territory. Now, granted, if they get the first down, game's over, right? They run out the clock. But they don't get the first down. Like, it was a gift from heaven from Coach Staley to Kevin Stefanski. And the Browns said, nah, we're good. It's tough to watch that, especially at the end. I mean, like, I was just like, what is going on here? And then they had the opportunity to do it. That was the other thing. I don't, like... I understand the the criticism of Kevin and I get it. And I'm I'm just I you know, you said some things that I maybe would have wondered a little bit. I don't know that I'm still there yet because I can't like I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna blame that pass at the end of the game on Jacoby. And I think we're gonna remember that that play more than any other play. But was guess the, what? That's not why they lost the game. No, I agree with you. That isn't why they lost the game. But the hard part is I think a lot of people will look at it and say, right. here's Jacoby Brissett, third time in a row inside of three minutes of the game. He threw a bad pass. He did. I, I mean, there I was, know, but he could have ran for a first down there or at least come close. But everyone had a bad his, decision. I mean, the thing is, is again, this is not a Jacoby Brissett problem. Every one of his interceptions this year is not why they lost the game. They lost the game because of other reasons. Now, did the the interception ob- obviously factored in? 100% agree with you. All three times. Now, I don't know. Cade York missed two field goals today. So I don't even know if he would have made it if and uh, not, not even like it didn't just miss him. Like, yeah. not even close missed him. So, oh, so much for that statue, man. I had that I, statue built. I, oh. I, I don't, I don't know if it was the midges that like caught onto the ball and like flew the football. Why I was waiting I? for the next line. Oh, and two since the brownie the elf in the middle of the stop. Is it oh, and two or is it no? Is it one? They, 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 whatever. They, they've lost more games than they've won with that thing in the middle of the field. Oh, stop hating on Brownie the Elf. Now, you want to hate on those god-awful uniforms they wore. I hated those. I can't stand those brown, brown, blue ones. I mean, not only did they blow the game, (laughs) they blew an opportunity to have, like, the Super Bowl of uniform matchups. The clean, classic brown jerseys with the white numerals and the white pants and the orange helmet against the beautiful white with powder blue lettering and yellow outline. You're a straight goofball on this, man. I, uh, this. I am. I, I just am, didn't like our unis. And to be honest, I went to Kent State, so I've seen those uniforms way too many times. <laughs> save those uniforms for Halloween. We're, you know, <sighs> save the uh, or Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy it. But again, everything. things, reasons Get back why to the game. that had yeah. nothing to do with the Browns losing the game. Uh, the, those would be – actually, I'd rather talk about that stuff than why the Browns lost. I know you would. Oh, I know you would. Like, All right, so listen, well, the, the great part about these post-game podcasts is we give you the opportunity to listen to the players that uh, you probably don't have a whole lot of opportunity to hear from in long form, especially a little bit after the game here. So let's uh, – what do you want to – you want to hear from Jadavian Clowney yeah, first? Yeah, let's, right. let's, um, let's not tease folks, although we probably should. Here's, here's the money quote from the locker room from Jadavian Clowney uh, concerning the defense or the lack thereof during most of the game Sunday. It's not good. Uh, we got the names and the pieces on paper, but we got to come out here and put it together. Uh, I've been on my fourth team. And it's by far one of the talented defense I have been on up my four years. So, I mean, I spent a lot of this defense, and uh, right now we ain't showing up and doing it right now. <laughs> Is that Joe Woods he's going after then or no? No, he, and he's not uh, – uh, I don't think he's going after anyone. He's just saying, look, we have the pieces and the parts to get this thing done and get it right. Just we're not getting it done. And we're at week five. Guess what time it is, Andy? Guess what time it is? Deshaun Watson back in the building time? 
time to look in the mirror. I don't know. Oh. I think it's a little bit of all of us, everybody, like everybody. So we all just got to lock in, look in the mirror, and see what we can do individually for ourselves. I can't point no fingers at nobody. I'm not going to do that. You know, just look in the mirror and see what I can do to help this team and try to focus on myself. And, you know, if everybody do that, look in the mirror, I think we'd be all right. Yes! <laughs> We're at look in the mirror time in the season! only five weeks in look in the mirror time god it's gonna be a long what's time. the average look in the mirror quote per year um week four i think we made, we're healthy we made it to an extra week this year yeah i um and especially in a 16 game season at the quarter pole that normally would be that's you know yeah, we really need to look in the mirror because by now yeah yeah um especially after they would always lose the first game of the season There's yeah a, this is true that's a look in the mirror moment yeah yeah this is we have but we have reached look in the mirror time we have our first official time to look in the mirror baskin so you my friend i'm need looking to look in the mirror i am and figure out what you can do to be better I've had 54 years of bad luck already. Must have cracked when I was a baby. It looked and said, oh, who is this ugly thing? Oh, it's all uh, nose. I'm going to offer some free suggestions. Okay, it's knock it out. Tackle. I hear that's pretty important in football. Tackling would be big. Uh, knock off the stupid 15-yard penalties. Like, they had a couple of those, and one of the offenders was is a leader on the defense, John Johnson the third. Got a little upset with the official because he thought that there was a blindside block that didn't call, get called, and he took off his helmet and said something to the official, got a flag. Kevin Stefanski then wasn't happy with him and had a few words for JJ3. And uh, I won't play the audio, but just, you know, he basically said, yeah, the official tried to talk to me afterwards, and I just said, hey, my coach is mad at me, so I can't talk to you. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's the end. Well, yeah, but um, it, it just – I think what's happening, Andy, defensively right now is, and it's a question that I asked everybody in the locker room on that side of the ball, and that is, do they have a compounding problem, right? Right. You, you give up a bad drive, and so you're frustrated and angry about that, right? And then maybe a call doesn't go your way, so you lose your cool. You either hit a player late, get called for that, or you say something to an official or what, you know what I mean? Get another, get a 15-yard penalty. Then you're mad about that, and so you're mad about that, and you blow a play subsequently uh you know down the line because you're thinking about being upset at yourself for making a a, a controllable mistake right the, the cost of the team and then you and then there's the blow so i think that they just right now on that side of the ball they just have this vicious cycle of bad stuff happening right now can and i throw what, in another thing here yeah so jamal white now we, we say this all the time can we act like we've made a, a tackle before in the nfl <laughs> i have never seen a team that has to do like a dance and a throw it in your face and a hey, 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 look at me moment like we do on defense. Every time we make a tackle, it's the greatest tackle in the history of the game. And this was the funny part was it, it wasn't so much that we were ripping the guys that were doing that. Right. It was how much we respect Nick Chubb for acting like he's been there before on every play, knows when to celebrate and knows when to go over the top. I mean, I don't even know that I've ever seen him go over the top. He hands the football back to the referee and says, let's keep playing. Amari Cooper does the same thing. And Amari Cooper, too. That's right. We actually said both those guys. We were both like, and it wasn't about, you know, at first I was like, man, does the defense have to dance after every tackle? It was more about 
man, watch Cooper and Chubb, the way those two guys play the game. They hand the ball back to the ref and they get right back to the huddle or they go over to the sidelines. Can we have more of that and less of the look at me, look at me, look at me? Yeah, I am. You hear me shuffling through papers. It's because I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to look some numbers up here for us. Um, you know, look, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that uh, the last three games on. Actually, I'm going to go the last four because this actually started with the Jets. And even though they didn't give up the hundy against the Jets, came close. 93 yards on the ground to the Jets, right? Right. Steelers finished with a buck oh four. Yeah. By the way, you notice a pattern. Week one, 54 yards r- rushing. Uh, week two, 93 yards rushing. Week three, 104 yards rushing. Seeing the pattern here. Uh, week uh, week four, uh, 202 yards rushing against the Falcons. And then Sunday, 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 238. So I guess next week it's going to be 250 is what they're going to give up on the ground. Um, you know, net yardage, right? This is the wor- by far the worst of the season. They gave up 309 yards uh, to the Jets in week two. Uh, then the net yardage, uh, let's see, week one was 207. Uh, 204 in the win over Pittsburgh. Um, last week in Atlanta, if I would have told you they would have given up 131 net yards and lost, you probably would have laughed at me, right? Well, yes, they gave him 130. So, and then Sunday, 465. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. And uh, we're just going through it. It's a post game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Browns lose 30 28. Back with more after this. It's always game day in Cleveland. As you know, he's Daryl. I'm Andy. And if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast because we are brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, I'm going to, I know you went through a list of things. I'm going to go through this again. Empty fourth quarter. I know you're talking about defense a lot, but I'm still a little irked with the offense. So, and I know the defense, I mean, you can't give up the run the way they did. And I understand why they lost this game. But I'm going to go back to my little chart that I have here now that I'm pulling out after every game and talking about fourth quarter coming up empty inefficiency against the Panthers at 6.02 to go in the game. They had seven plays, went 19 yards, and laid an egg. Against the Jets with 7.52 to go in the game, six plays, 19 yards, and laid an egg. Against the Steelers, man, they had a lot of eggs in this one. Even though they won the game, they got the ball with 8.32 to go in the game. They went five and out. At 4.18, they went three and out, minus seven yards. With 148 to go, they went just three plays. They've had opportunities to put this thing away in every game decisively and yet let the other teams back in the game and hung in by the skin of their teeth for two wins. And then now they have three losses. Falcons last week, 719, they got the ball, seven plays, 31 yards, and then a punt. And then today, I thought the streak would be broken. They got the ball with 929 to go in the game. They went 12 plays, 71 yards, and came up with a big, fat goose egg zero uncle fourth quarter inefficiency on the offense is a little bit frustrating too so but you have other uh, reaction from the locker room not no i i uh, was um appreciative of the detail <laughs> it just it drives me i mean i'm, I'm waiting for it now it's the fourth quarter meltdown it's it's ridiculous it's fourth quarter freeze is what i've been calling it for the last two weeks now there's just today there was no reason for it they should have got points right and and the chargers are not a good second half team i mean my my god they had given up 75 points in the first four games uh in the second half but... the missed field goals the fourth and one in the uh early on in the game uh, you I know mean, what i I go back to a quote from Cade York 
after week one where he's like, you know, Hey, everyone loves me this week. Cause I made the kick, but you know, if I don't make them, everyone's going to hate me. Well, guess what, Cade, welcome to the other side of the fence, pal. Yeah, I don't hate him. <laughs> I, I, you know, I actually like the fact that Jacoby stuck up for him after the game. I know I I'm eight fifty to go in the third on fourth and one, rather than going with a quarterback sneak where you were nine for nine on quarterback I just, sneaks. I was just about to mention that. And if you go back and you watch Jacoby's body language after that play, He's literally standing with his hands on his hips, looking right at Kevin Stefanski like WTF. Do you dude. get the feeling Nick does that too? Yeah. And when they show Nick on the sidelines and they take him out for third down, I'm just like, yep. What? Why? Well, because, because Kareem is their guy. But the thing is, at least have Nick on there to be a decoy or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, that's worked. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I just. just like, like I said, I'm not advocating it. I want to be very, very clear here. But I am saying that if the Browns keep blowing these games, because this is not a we don't have Deshaun Watson problem, Kevin Stefanski is going to get himself fired. Like, it, it, that's just but the how, how does Joe Wood survive first? That's my question. Well, you want to know why? Yeah, why? Because there's nobody else on the defense that you can turn this over to. Uh -huh. What defensive assistant genius do you want to turn this over to? The defensive line coach? They can't tackle up front. You want to turn it over to the secondary coach? They can't cover anybody. Like, who are you going to turn it over to? So you're you're stuck. Now, maybe Kevin, at the end of the season, says, I will throw Joe Woods on there as the sacrificial lamb, or I'll throw Mike Prefer out there, too, as the sacrificial lamb, because special teams doesn't do diddly squat for this team either, Right. I mean, pretty much the return game is pray for the fair catch, and that's about it. That's what they got Chester Rogers for. Get out there, fair catch, everything. Fair catch. Okay, he got it. We got the ball. There you go, Kev. This, we're, like, there's no, there's no spark from special teams at all. None. And it's been that way since Prefer's been here. And it's, it, I look, I, I think Mike Tabor, uh, Tabor, uh, Chris yeah. Tabor, I should say, one of the best special teams. Like the Brown special teams have not been the same since he left town. No, and think about how many regimes that he survived while he was here. I mean, he had people. And the more reason why was because he was so damn good at his job. I still don't understand it. Like, I, I, then they let him stick. Was he from Chicago? Is that I, I don't I can't remember. Yeah, I, you know what? My I, it escapes me at this point. Uh, I, I forget how that all went down. I think he made the decision to leave. If I if I remember correctly, and he was a great dude. I mean, like never Wonderful never guy. hid from questions. Always wanted to talk. I just I, and then, look, good and Mike bad. And, kind of the same way. Mike Prefer yeah. doesn't hide from questions. He's always willing to talk. You know, this again, this isn't personal. It never is here. Okay, it's just, it. This is a results based thing. And I go back to what Jadavian Clowney said in the locker room. Sunday afternoon, he said this. It's not good. Uh, we got the names and the pieces on paper, but we got to come out here and put it together. Like, we have we have the guys. It's on us to, like, we're just, we're not getting it done, plain and simple. And, and that's my thing. This is not, this is not a situation, Andy, where we're, we're just sitting here and we're lamenting, lamenting the fact that, Oh, they, they don't have any pass rushers and they don't have any linebackers and they don't have any good corners. And it's a roster being built in progress and got the skill guys on offense are just a bunch of young kids and they're all improved. Like that's not the case. They have so much talent on this team, so much talent. You've got, 
pro bowlers pretty much at every position except for left tackle. All due respect to Jed Wills. He's just, he's not been a pro bowler yet. He's playing well, not criticizing him, but like, yeah, I mean, and Ethan Posick's not obvious, but you know, Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller um, and, and Jack Conklin, like you, you, and, and then your running backs and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Brissett's good enough to, to win with, um, but he can't carry you. You can't play from behind with him. Um, defensively, you've got Pro Bowl defensive ends. You've got Pro Bowl corners. We'll find out with Denzel getting the concussion, you know, how, how that lingers and, and all that. But uh, Greg Newsom's a good young player. John Johnson, the third critical 15 yard penalty. There's mistakes in the secondary. He was brought in to be one of these leaders from the West Coast and, and, and that. And again, it's not personal, but he's not getting it done. So the, like, this is not a, we're sitting here lamenting like six, seven, eight years ago with the Browns. Like they just suck. They don't have any players on any side of the ball. So what do you expect to happen in key situations? This is the exact opposite. They have the guys on both sides of the ball and they're giving games away and the coaching staff isn't getting it done. The players aren't getting it done. And that's, it's a results oriented business. And along those lines, when you're not delivering the results, Kevin Stefanski, this is how you get fired because you're not losing these games because you don't have Deshaun Watson or talent, or you're deficient in some area. This roster is built to win now it's as deep as it's ever been since I've covered the team going back to 2007 on a full-time basis. Okay. Right. They have depth. So if a guy goes down, they have players that can come in and get you by, but it, it just, they don't execute at key moments in games and they don't do the basics like tackling. Well, pre-snap penalties driving. Uh, they had a, uh, they had an illegal formation or, uh, and I'm sitting there I'm like, can you line up like that? Like that's, ba- you know, the- on what would have been a first down, right? right? Like, yeah. can y'all just line up? I mean, I love the tackle eligible stuff, um, you know, that they're doing with, with Michael Dunn. I think it's great, you know, but man, that's, so that's like where my passion and my frustration, like with this year's team comes from is they have so much talent and ability and they're just, they're not playing up to it and they're not living up to it. There's no excuse for this team to be under 500 right now. You know, the other thing too is I was just trying to think of some positives here. I don't mind for a whole uh, fullback too. I can think that's kind of holy cool. crap. That block on Kareem Hunt's touchdown I, run. I know. I, and I'm, it, it's poor. I'm not trying to like the guy he hit should have been taken to the sideline and checked out. Sure. I'm not trying to make light of the, the concussion, I'm, yeah. but I'm being sincere. Like, he blew him up like that was one hellacious block. Speaking of, did what did we hear? Uh, was there anything more in the locker room about Denzel Ward? Uh, Kevin that talked about just, it for like we don't know. We don't know much right now. Um, uh, concussion it, protocol. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski was asked if the new protocols, because remember the new protocols right. went into effect for Sunday's games. He wasn't sure if that was new protocol related or whatnot. Here's what happened. He went to the sidelines. They took him to the 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 blue medical tent, covered you know, covered it and all that. Right. Took a look at him. A couple minutes later, came out, walked into the locker room. That's when I kind of and he, he was walking, didn't seem to be favoring anything. 
So that's, I kind of assumed they took him in for like a, uh, an additional concussion uh, evaluation there. So not, not, not real short. Other than that, though, relatively healthy. Jadavian Clowney did say the ankle, little sore post game. Uh, aggravated a little bit, but you know, uh, all in all, he kind of really didn't have uh, uh, many complaints. And you know, I'm anticipating he just won't practice a whole lot next week. Um, and let me ask you this question before we go to break. One last question: If Cade York wasn't drafted, would he still be on the team? No, no, he'd be gone. Yeah, the, I mean, he's missed now three field goals. Yeah, is it three field goals? Well, he missed two today. You know, I don't think he had missed a field goal before today. He missed extra points. Give me a moment. Let me get my numbers sure. here real quick. Like, I thought he was um, eight for eight or something like that on field goals going into. The um, game. It could be. Yeah, he had no. He he was perfect on field goals uh, yeah. going into the game. He was three for three from inside thirty, inside forty, three for three. No, that can't be right. I thought he missed one. All right, I can't. Field, I know he missed an extra point. I know he missed the PAT too, but something tells me he missed a field goal. Too. I don't know for some reason. I thought I looked at the stat before the game. Yeah, like, 50 oh, plus. Yeah, this says he was perfect on field goals. Yeah, he was okay, but <clears throat> so it wasn't today. Let's do this. We'll come back. We're gonna kind of tear this game apart a little bit more. Maybe look ahead for a second. Although we have two more podcasts to do that during the week, so definitely a day to sound off. Browns lose to the Chargers, thirty to twenty-eight. It's always game day in Cleveland continues after this. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskins. A post-game edition as the Browns lose to the Chargers 30-28. to Still plenty of guys are talking in the locker room after the game. Uh, Daryl, walk us through some of that. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's start with JJ3. Um, obviously, a lot of defensive breakdowns. Uh, here's what he had to say about criticism that comes in the direction of the defense when it comes to those breakdowns. I, I know I'd like to say this because I feel like it gets you know, misconstrued sometimes. Every pass is not just on the secondary. Every run is just not on the front. You know, it's kind of like it takes all 11 on, on, on any given play. It's all 11. So it's not one thing we put our finger on. It's not like it's one person or one position group. It's just like all 11. We're not playing at a high level. So don't you go pointing your fingers at anybody, you fans and media. That's basically what he was saying there, right? Did I translate that correctly, Andy? I think that was pretty good. I think you put that in the uh, sound biteometer or sound bite. <laughs> I don't know, some kind of machine. You put it in that machine. Um, let, let me bring this up too, because Kevin Stefanski said this after the game. He was asked about the booing. I like. I'm so tired of asking about fans. Who cares if a couple fans boo or the entire stadium boos or even seventy thousand booing at you? You earned it, probably. Let it go. Who cares if they're gonna cheer you? It, you know, as long as they're not like booing injury or something that is like uh, violence, you know, so, cheering and injury is bad. That that's about the only time. I, I was just I listened to the soundbite after the game, and I'm just like, I, I know Kevin's like dancing his way around this thing, and I, and I didn't have a problem with what he said. I just like, who cares if a couple fans start booing? Do you think Cleveland is the only city where fans boo? Come on, so, Uncle. Let me explain the dual reactions in the stadium from the press box view. Okay. So the fans sitting on the south side of the stadium erupt and sell as the kick gets to the uprights from Cade York. Okay. Um, they erupt in celebration. Simultaneously, the fans on the west side behind the uprights 
freak the bleep out, right? Right. You start losing it. And then on the south side of the stadium, they realize, oh, bleep, he did. He missed the kick. And instead of the Browns went, they and it fans start banging on. The thing that I look, if you're sitting in front of the press box, don't bang on the windows. Yeah, because it's your fault they missed the kick, Daryl. I right. just want you to know that. Well, it, it just just don't bang on the windows. It's the, the you want to talk about dumb stuff. Boo, fine, but don't yeah. turn around and just start beating on those windows. And that happens like every freaking game. Oh, I love when they start turning around. They start talking to people in the press box. Yeah, like that's we, my favorite. Like we have anything to do with the outcome of the game. Or, like, we're going to go down and suggest something to Kevin Stefanski on their behalf, right? That's why I always laugh. And those are expensive seats in front of the press box, too, by the way. Those are club seats. But that's why I always laugh when you or Jeff on your your midday show on The Fan, you're always like, hey, you know, Kevin Stefanski. I'm like, yeah, Kevin don't give two bleeps what I think. I'm not going to bother suggesting anything to him. He don't care what I think. (laughs) Trust me, I'm not telling you to ask him anything. No, no, I know. I'm just having some fun, you know, but it's like, yeah, it just so it was interesting watching that whole situation unfold because at first I thought he made it, too, because I'm watching the the field. Okay. And I hear the eruption and celebration. And so I start getting my tweet ready. And then I see out of the corner of my eye, both of the officials are waving their arms. Kick is no good. And then I'm banging the delete key on my keyboard because <laughs> I can't tweet out what I was going to tweet out. And I got to, you know, re- redo it. But that whole scene where like half the stadium starts celebrating the other stadiums, like losing the side of the stadiums, losing their mind. And then the, the side that was celebrating does, a you know, throws it in reverse immediately and stops celebrating. Cause they just real, ah, crap. The Browns blew another one. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting situation. Hey, Daryl, let me throw one other thing. Cause I got a text from a buddy of mine. Okay. Uh, at the end of the game, and it, we I was like, but we love buddy text is well. I just you get them too, but I, I, and, and I thought this too when I was watching it. I mean, between the Chargers and the Browns, he said what I was thinking. He said maybe two of the dumbest coaching calls by two separate <laughs> coaches in any single game ever. I mean, sir, like if you what you're the hell were the Chargers thinking? How do you not punt when the Browns have no timeouts? I don't they understand. Have no timeouts. And and again. Jacoby Brissett's done a fine job, but he's probably not the guy that's going to come down the field and beat you. Let's just be honest about it, right? Totally agree. Totally so, agree. Like, I don't even understand. Uh, were they worried that the Browns were going to block the punt? That's well, about the only thing left. And if you're the Browns, are you really even going after it because you want the ball back? And the last thing you want is a roughing the kicker. Well, uh, here's JJ3 on that uh, decision. The, the trend for going for it on fourth down in this league is, is skyrocketing. It's going up. Um, I think that situation in the game, you know, usually probably will punt it or, I don't know, do something different. But I wasn't surprised. Um, we got off the field, and that's all that matters. Um, I'm all trying right. to remember who also said it might have been – it was Jadavian. I didn't cut the sound bite. Um, but uh, Clowney said after the game, essentially – uh, I'm I'm pulling up the quote here because I don't want to misquote him. Right. He said he was very surprised, that, but they were moving the ball on us all day, having success, and you know they felt like they could go out there and end it. But we showed up and stopped them right there when it counted. So, um, yeah, like so. On one hand, I get it. 
I totally because first down, game over, whatever. The problem is the ball was in your own territory, and you basically said to the Browns, uh, "Well, here you go, Merry freaking Christmas." And it was. And then here's the the other thing too is the the Browns didn't move the ball again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know what I, I, I kept saying to myself: I hope they don't take a sack here. Please don't take a sack. Right. Whatever you do, don't take a sack. Don't. Well, take how about a sack. them running it on second down? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? They probably could have run it on first down. I didn't have. I wouldn't have. But I, we said well, the, if I was looking. down to run it. It was first down. It wasn't yes. second down. So let's go back. I mean, I, I'll even yeah. talk about the, the 8:50 to go in the third quarter when they went to Nick instead of doing the quarterback sneak. Andy, I wanna... just can't do this anymore. It's too traumatized. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. No, Listen. I'm kidding. So to go back to that play, they they were lucky they only gave up three there, but that was three points they gifted. And by the way, you lost by two three. points, right? Two. Well, I mean, you know what? The other thing that was two. really frustrating for me. <sighs> yeah. Is it, had Kate York made that field goal? Yeah. I would have nailed the final score because I. Picked, oh, I, oh I, it's all I, about Daryl. Sorry, I picked the Browns to win thirty-one to thirty. I'm the only one that got this wrong. Is our one of our questions in the beginning of the game? I thought you know the, if the Browns were going to win, but how about that? I would have had it thirty-one to thirty. Boom on the nose. It's one thing to like get who wins and loses, but to nail the score exactly. You should come feel on, good. Jade. Help a brother out. What's that called? It's not uh, numerology. What's what's it called when you have a when you have a score that no one's ever had before? That's never happened in the NFL. It's got a name. I can't remember it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, or, or or it's not origami. It's something like or, or I don't know something like anyway. Who cares? Um, Somebody please tweet Andy Baskin right no, now. No, scoregami. It's scoregami. That's scorigami. exactly what it is. okay. Scoregami. Um, I'm glad you worked that out. Yeah, I feel so much better about myself. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you said it at the top of the podcast. I just, it's just such a frustrating feeling. And by the way, one of the other questions I asked you in our last podcast, and this is probably a good way to start wrapping things up here too, was I said, will we, will we be saying that the guardians will be playing the Yankees in this podcast? And I think we both said yes, didn't we? I said yes. So I'm the, I also said, I think the guardians can easily get to the world series. What was the reaction? You know, I left. I left uh, when McKenzie was coming out on the field because I had to get to a remote site to watch the game and then uh, do a post-game show. So what I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the reaction from the crowd was yeah, awesome. It was nice to get to smash the guitar. Um, I think they're oh. 0-2 when calling on the Cavs and Guardians to support them now. Okay, so let's stop doing that. Who do we want to pull Probably. out from the crunch? I or? think that has more of an impact than Brownie being at midfield. Yeah, uh, maybe. That's so, a good point. You know, one of the biggest problems that we've been talking about it has been the run game, right? And it's like, right. why yeah. can't you guys tackle? So I had this exchange with, with Jordan Elliott when I, I, I asked him about that because they work against two of the premier backs in the game on a daily basis. Now, I want to explain to people, practice is not live. They don't tackle in practice, which is probably why they don't know how to tackle. But um, I want to point that, but th this is the, the exchange I kind of had here with uh, uh, Jordan's response and a little back and forth we had about why this run uh, run defense is so bad considering they get to go against one of the best run games on a weekly basis. We just got to uh, execute the tackling uh, and, and just execute the plays that, you know, that we were given. Uh, when we do that, I feel like a lot of the things that are showing up, you know, will, will be eliminated. Uh, that's all I can say about it. You guys go again. I mean, I realize in practice it's not live. 
in camp it is at times, but you, know, you guys have Chubb and you have Hunt who do the same to the opposition. So I, I guess my question is, when you get to prepare against that level of talent, it's a, it, from the outside looking in, it might be a little surprising that you guys are struggling in, in that because you do see it every day. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. I, I, <laughs> um, I mean, is that is that is that is that fair or reasonable, or am I off base there? Uh, I think it's just one of those things that we have to emphasize in practice. You know, uh, you know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling, so going forward, I think you know we just need to do that. Did you hear what I thought I just heard? Repeat that again. You can. I think it's just one of those things that we have to emphasize in practice. You know, uh, you know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling. So going forward, I think you know we just need to do that. You know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling. So going forward, I think you know we just need to do that. Okay, I just wanted to. You know. Some I'm sure. getting old, Andy. My hearing's going too. So. So they're not really working on practice. Well, but they practice. can't. I mean, you 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 can't tackle your own teammates in in the middle of a season. I mean, what ha- what happens if a guy blew out his knee because he got tackled in practice? Yeah, right. Can they, yeah, I don't know how. Can they so, go against tackling dummies or something? Yeah, like they're just yeah, they're gonna have to get out to tackling dummies again, and they're just gonna have to line them up and you you square them up and work on work on those angles and and things like that. But look, in training camp, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't do a lot of tackling. Now, one of the things Jadavian Clowney basically says, when you get to the National Football League, it's assumed you know how to tackle. Okay. And and it goes back to, you know, <laughs> like what I've said. What are we going to do? We're going to blame our free feeder system on this now? Well, well, I mean, well you know, college. Oh, you know, high school, they should be teaching this. But, no, it goes back to conversations I've had with many a former GM that has rolled through here, right? It's like. You know, we can refine technique and teach a few things, but like, if you don't look, if you get to the NFL and you don't know how to play the game, you don't know the basis of the game. Like we we can't teach you that, which means you probably shouldn't be here because we shouldn't have brought you in, whether it's the draft or free agency or what. Right. Right. Um, And so like, I get it. Like I, I I totally get it. But um, this, this whole thing right now where they have given three games away, is just mind-boggling to sit here and think about. They gave three games away this year that were winnable. You'll be five and zero right now, Andy, with the with the beat up Patriots coming to town. And who? What? Zappy? Zappy's something? Zappy? Is that who it is? Zappy? Yep. Zappy? Yeah. Here's the problem. There's no way we're going to win the coaching battle next week. No. Oh. Way. Oh. 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 I don't even want. I don't want to think about what Bill Belichick's going to do to Kevin Stefanski. Um, and it doesn't matter if he has the tools or not out on the field, just, right? It doesn't matter if he's got the players with skill or not. This, I just, I, I, I'm like I'm already conceded that that this game next week is going weird. Somehow, some way, Bill four. Belichick will outcoach the Browns. They're looking at two and four with back-to-back games against the Ravens and Bengals. That's the barrel that they're staring down right now. But. <sighs> As JJ3 said, there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, still haven't played our best game yet, so we just got to go out there and try to do it. Got that going for him, which is nice. Daryl, if you like what you're listening to, you can always subscribe to the podcast. I just want you to know that. Or Anybody. if you would like to uh, say something to us, yeah, we at Game Day CLE on Twitter. We'll do a mailbag this week, we promise. We've been talking about Instagram, it. too. 
Yeah, anywhere. throw. You can jump in the uh, IG DMs. I believe those are open. Our outstanding producer Meredith uh, handles those, and uh, so we'll. Yeah, send us your uh, Browns questions, not suggestions, because again, there's nothing no. we can do. No. I'm not going to walk up to Kevin Stefanski and say, "Hey, Joe in Brunswick suggested that you." You sent me a DM this. and said we should run the ball more. Right. That ain't going to happen. But if you have a question for us that you'd like us to answer or topic that you'd like us to address uh, in the podcast, uh, send it to us and we will get it in the show. Daryl, thank you very much. Always appreciate it. For Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. Again, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of it, all you need to do is drop us a line on social media at Twitter or on Twitter or on Instagram at GameDayCLE. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening.